is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the midweek news and notes. So for that, we bring in our friend covering the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Daryl Slater. Daryl. Some warm weather and a lot of changes over Florham Park. Yeah, been an interesting week for sure. Yeah, M- Monday, of course, two days ago from when we're talking right now, and the Jets move on from Sam Darnold and uh, move on with Zach Wilson, who you know everyone knows he's going to be the pick now at two. And so the decision is made by Joe Douglas and one that will define his time in Florham Park uh, for, for better or worse. I want to get to the smirk that spoke 10,000 words at the press conference in a bit. But first, I already talked about my thoughts on the Darnold trade. Nick Spano and I did a whole show on it. I want to know what your thoughts are. What do you think here, Daryl? Yeah, like I think in a vacuum, they were probably right to move on. And I, we've said it before. Um, you know, I don't think Sam Darnold's a franchise quarterback. I know you don't. Um, I guess it's possible that he could revive his career in Carolina. Um you know, the jury's still somewhat out on him. I understand that. So no one can definitively say he's not the guy right now, which is why the Jets got what they got for him. So solid enough return, I, I guess, in in the trade. One premium pick there with the second rounder. Um, and look, I think 
keeping Darnold and drafting a quarterback would have would have been silly. I think the move was either draft the quarterback at two or keep Darnold and and trade down. All right, so Joe Douglas made his decision, and I think it's not like one is definitely going to be right, right? So I think we can question this and look at it and say Joe Douglas potentially left a bunch of picks on the table there if in, the, in a potential trade-down situation, um, and he's hitching his wagon to Zach Wilson, who is not Trevor Lawrence and is not Andrew Luck, um, and is moving on from a guy who obviously over the last three years did not look like either you know, a great prospect either didn't have a lot of help around him. So for people to look at this and say like, great call, absolutely right decision. There's no way you could say that right now. And this is more a decision because not only of the importance of the quarterback pick, um, not only uh, because he's, he's giving up on Sam Darnold while Darnold's still young, but also thirdly, because, you know, he, he potentially left a, a massive draft hole in a trade down situation on, on the table and, and decided to not go that route. Uh, this is a decision that will, uh, you know, follow Joe Douglas for however long he is the Jets GM and beyond that. So I think for, for people to look, I understand that people were ready to move off Sam Donald because the numbers just were ugly. Um, but for people to look at this and say that, you know, Joe Douglas got it right. Like why, why? Like, I mean, the guy has gotten a few things right for sure since he's been the Jets GM, but like, it's interesting that the current GM always gets the benefit of the doubt because he's not the last GM, right? John Idzik was a guy, you know, so savvy until he, that, that didn't last long, right? But until he wasn't, right? Mike McCagnum, um, you know, got the benefit of the doubt for being, oh, he, he was a scouting guy, you know, he, he had good scouting acumen. You know, he, he, he's not Idzik. He's better than Idzik. Well, he, he wasn't, right? So Joe Douglas was with the Eagles, you know, he helped the Eagles build a Super Bowl team. Okay, sure. But do we know for sure that he's going to fix the Jets? Do we know for sure that, you know, picking Zach Wilson is the right move? Uh, you know, it's probably the obvious move, too. Like, uh, he's he's the safer pick than Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones. That's not to say none of those guys could be a better quarterback than Zach Wilson eventually. Um, so, yeah, we don't know. I mean, that Joe Douglas is going, you know, look, he's gotten some stuff wrong. He let Robbie Anderson walk. He, by his own admission, that was wrong, the wrong decision. And he's done some things, um, you know, his batting average is not, you know, elite yet. I mean, he has a very small sample size to work with, of course. One draft um, because he was hired, you know, obviously after the draft in 2019. And then really just, what, two off seasons so far, and we don't know how the signings this offseason are going to work out. So the whole big takeaway here is it's another leap of faith. Right for the for Douglas to some degree, it's an informed leap of faith. But for Jets fans to to trust uh, to trust that Douglas is finally the guy after the failures of McCagnan and Idzik and Leighton the Tan and Balmera, and to trust that you know I was texting with a <laughs> longtime Jet fan about this, uh, and he said I forget what he said. I said to him in response to whatever his initial text was, I said, eventually, like, one of these quarterbacks has to work out, right? Like, some one of these guys, right, after after uh, Darnold, after, um, you know, not in this order, but Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, Christian Hackenberg, so all those recent quarterbacks who just haven't worked out, who are reasonably high draft picks. Um, I said, one of these guys has to work out, right? And he, he just responded with the shrugging guy emoji. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, well said, you know, spoken like a Jet fan, a guy who's been around the team and followed this team since, I guess, the late 70s, early 80s, who understands, you know, 
all the post Namath hell that this team has been through a quarterback. So I guess eventually one of these quarterbacks will work out. Maybe it's Zach Wilson. But to sit here and say for sure that this guy is the savior and that Joe Douglas is you know, the one to get this done is insane. Uh, if, if the Jets are the number one pick and, and Trevor Lawrence was the pick, I think we obviously would be more sure about that. Um, but that's the beauty of – that's the beauty and agony, I guess, for, for fans following this team is the endless hope of, of a better tomorrow that, that really has not <laughs> been realized in a long, long time. So that's where the Jets are at. And we're not going to know. We're not going to know – we don't know right now, and we're not going to know for, you know, certainly maybe not until at the end of the 2020, 2022 season. So that's sort of where I stand on, on, the, on the trade. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Cautious optimism is what I like to say as it pertains to Joe Douglas. I like quite a bit of what he's done so far, but he doesn't have the proven track record yet as a general manager for us to have anything resembling blind faith the way that, say, 49ers fans would have with Bill Walsh when he was in charge and had Carmen Policy and all those guys building that dynasty in the 80s for the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Douglas does have a ton of ammo, though, now. 21 picks in the next two drafts. We'll see if he ends up using them all the way that John Idzik did with the Idzik 12. Didn't work out so well for him, so maybe Douglas learns from that mistake and uses those picks to move up and down the draft board. But the key here, Daryl, is you can have as many assets as you want, but you got to hit on them. And the biggest decision here, as you said, is going to be at number two. We all assume that the quarterback is going to be Zach Wilson that they select at number two overall. And Joe Douglas certainly added fuel to that fire at the press conference that he did with you guys. He was asked by Rich Semini of ESPN about Steve Young's comments that the coaching staff had committed to Zach Wilson, and he let out a huge grin and then more or less didn't deny anything Steve Young said and gave credence to it by saying, well, you know, Steve is very plugged in at BYU. So he almost seemed to be tipping his hand there or as close to tipping his hand as we've ever seen with Joe Douglas. Talk to me a little bit 
about what was said during that presser, including that grin that made everybody in Jetsland go, whoa. Yeah, I mean, and, and if honestly like that, yeah, I, I don't think that that should be a surprise to anyone. But I think he he was he went about as far as he, he would go with saying what they're going to do, right? So uh, he was asked a couple times, like, will you be staying at two and drafting a quarterback? He said, I think that's a fair assessment. Okay, the answer to that is obviously yes. He was asked about trading down from two now. He said never say never, but obviously that's not happening. So he ruled out trading down. He says he's staying at number two and taking quarterback. He was asked about Zach Wilson and, you know, offered the grin and all that. So, uh, you know, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, we're drafting Zach Wilson. Um, I think even you know, even the Jaguars are still playing along and playing coy with, with the Trevor Lawrence thing just for the whatever theater of the draft and whatever silly suspense there's going to be there. When And we all know in reality the suspense starts at three uh, and whether that pick will be Fields or Lance or Mac Jones or you know, probably Fields, right? So, um yeah, so he, he basically said what he's going to do. So you, now you have, you know, three weeks till the draft or whatever, three weeks basically about, and you know what the Jets are going to do with two, and the, the only suspense is really what they're going to do with their with their uh, pick later in, in, the, in the first round and their other picks because they do have a lot of roster holes. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like everyone's, up. Oh, that's Zach Wilson too. Oh, good. We know that's going to happen. Everything's settled. Everything's fine. Like, no, I mean, there's still an immense amount of pressure on Joe Douglas um, to get these other picks right, too. I know everyone wants to, like, pat this guy in the back for trading Sam Darnold, getting a second-round pick for him, um, you know, moving on from, from Darnold and, um, because, you, you know, he wasn't liked. As a player, you know, I think everyone thought he was a good enough guy. Um, but as a player, he, everyone, you know, he couldn't run, run his course. So you know, I think everyone, is, you know, wants to give Joe Douglas a pat on the back for that. But there's a lot of work to be done here with this roster. And, and yeah, two is important, but it, you know it continues at number twenty-three and number thirty-four and sixty-six, and then they got eighty, number eighty-seven. So those are what one, two, three, four other picks there in the top eighty-seven from twenty-three to eighty-seven that, that he is that he faces significant pressure to get right. I mean, if you're making those premium picks and you have that many roster holes and you say you're going to be rebuilding through the draft. To, well, you better do it. I mean, you talk about especially the late first round pick and then the one, the extra one in the third round. You got to make do on these, uh, you know, on these trades. You got to make good on these trades when you're trading away first round picks. So that's what one point Joe Douglas brought up yesterday was um, the number of first round picks the Jets have traded away. Um, like Leonard Williams, obviously Joe Douglas didn't make that pick, but he did trade him. And he said, "Look, you know, we've only." We've only really run one of those picks up in terms of making it Ashton Davis last year. Okay, that's fair. So now comes the time when you got to make good on, hey, Jamal Adams out the door. You didn't want to pay him. Who's the pick at 23? Who's the third-round pick? If those guys become pretty good players, great. Uh, if not, then the trade was a failure. So um, – I think that's how you have to look at it. Um, the jury's still out, but we're getting closer to having more answers about um, whether Joe Douglas can get this done. And um, a lot, a lot of work remains. A lot of work remains. Zach Wilson is not, is not coming into a perfect situation. It's better than 2018 for Darnold, but it's not. It's far from perfect. Anything else interesting that was said at the presser? You know, no. I think the one, the one thing that stood out to me, and it's really the only thing I wrote off the presser because. It was the only new point. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they said they didn't want to draft Keith Darnold and draft a quarterback because they didn't want the controversy. Like, okay, fine, that's fair. That's normal. You expect. 
it was interesting to hear Joe Douglas come out and say the one, the one point he made about hitting the financial reset button. And I wrote a little bit about this yesterday. Um, and this ties into the fact that they do have a lot of other holes on their roster, right? So Joe Douglas um, looked at this and he said, hey, Sam Darnold's got a year left in his rookie contract. They would have had to commit right now this offseason or not commit to 2022 at 18 million bucks for the um, for the fifth year option in 2022, right? So I wrote a little bit about how the numbers break down, right? That's about what 28 and a half million dollar cap commitment over the next two years for Donald. Uh, with the way Wilson's ca- contract works out, because the rookie contracts are dinged a little bit by the you know pandemic uh, financial impact. Um, and even when you factor in the, the about $5 million dead money hit Donald's got this year, Joe Douglas has basically got about $9.2 million more in cap space to use from 2021 to 2022 by, by doing this, by picking Wilson over Darnold. That's basically how the math works out, right? So that's what he means when he talks about hitting a financial reset button, getting a quarterback at the start of his rookie contract, trying to build around the quarterback in his rookie contract window. That's what the Giants are trying to do with Daniel, Daniel Jones, why they spent big. That's what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz. And it's funny, like you know, Joe Douglas was there with Carson Wentz in Philly. Yes, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Wentz didn't, but he helped the Eagles get there uh, and have a great year. Uh, so it's if Zach Wilson winds up following Carson Wentz's track, right, no one will care, right, because the Jets will have a Super Bowl. Zach Wilson flops, whatever. Like the Jets fans would be good for like, what, 20 years? 30 years if they win a Super Bowl, right? Like they could do the die happy thing, just like the Cubs fans, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that would be interesting to see if, if, if that is a similar track. Like if Wilson has a little run like Wentz did, it helps him win the Super Bowl. <laughs> he <plays laughs> out. But, I, but if you're able to take advantage of the rookie contract window, which is what Joe Douglas basically said, you know, they're hitting the financial reset button. They don't have to worry now about, Sam Donald coming out and maybe playing well this year. And then, oh, oh boy, what do we do? Do we commit to an extension that might be terrible? Um, now they're getting a guy for super cheap, relatively speaking, uh, and they can build around him because they have so many other uh, roster holes to plug cornerback um, that they have to you know, do some spending on next, next, next offseason, of course, because the bulk of free agency is over, but they still have to address the problems around Zach Wilson so that, we aren't sitting here in two years and saying three years and saying, who is Zach Wilson? His numbers are terrible, but so is the supporting cast around them. And if Zach Wilson is going to be the number two pick, it's because the Jets refused to move from that spot. During that press conference, Joe Douglas made it very clear that there haven't been any substantive discussions about the number two pick, which leads back to the original thesis here, which is that the Jets are going to pick Zach Wilson at number two, and they are not going to move off of that, and that's why they moved Darnold when they did. But some people think that moving Darnold might have been a mistake. One of those guys is Dan Arlovsky, former guest of this show. I think he's the president of the Sam Darnold fan club. You had a chance to speak to him. What did he have to say? Yeah, and, and I think as you look at this um, situation, like I said, it's multi-layered. I mean, it's it's you talk about the Jets not getting calls for two. I mean, it's chicken and eggs type stuff, right? I mean, teams know now. Now, if it may, and maybe they've known for a few weeks now that the Jets are staying there, right? So if they know, you're not making the call, right? Um, I, I, you know, so you can put, kind of parse that however you want. But Dan Orlovsky, I talked to him earlier on Monday before the trade for, 
another story I'm working on, and uh, <laughs> and I threw in a question at the end about what should they do with, with Darnold, uh, and, and what should they do with the second pick. And again, this was like a couple hours before the trade happened, and he said that they, you know, he raised the point that I think other people have raised. He said, keep Darnold, give him another chance, trade down, get more picks. And his point was, what's more likely that you stay at two and then Zach Wilson becomes a great player, or that um, you hit on your uh, however many percent of those extra picks you're getting, extra premium picks you're getting from trading down, and you can build around uh, Sam Darnold, pre- presuming Darnold eventually pulls his weight and um, and becomes a good player in his in his own right, with presumably a better supporting cast because of those extra draft picks. So, okay, I thought you know reasonable point. His point was. Um, you know, two was, you know, no one can say definitively that <laughs> I said, you think Sam Donald's a lost cause? And his response was kind of funny. He said, fudge, no. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone could say for sure that Donald's a lost cause, which is why the Jets got a second round pick. Um, and we've been over this a lot on here and, and they, you know, he's not a lost cause because they failed to build around him. Dan's point too, was that, you know, the likelihood that Wilson will thrive it's not like Patrick Mahomes because he's not going into a great quarterback incubator, right? The Jets, they don't have Andy Reid. They don't have a playoff roster. And, um, you know, they don't have Alex Smith there as a mentor, right? So they don't have any of those things that, say, for example, Patrick Mahomes had when, when the Chiefs drafted him. So that's not to say Wilson won't become a good player, but it's he faces a, a bit of a tougher road, right? It's better than better situation than Donald had in 18, but it's still not a great situation. So Dan's point was the one I just finished the last point with was maybe we're sitting here in a few years and you still don't, you're in the same situation because they haven't um, built around uh, Wilson. So you can approach it however you want, right? I mean, maybe they, maybe they would have traded down and made those other picks and tried to build around Donald and, and then oops, well, actually, Darnold stinks. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we have all these decent players around him, and maybe he's just Mark Sanchez, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I understand what Dan was trying to say, but, um, you know, I think there's there's some merit to, to what he's saying there, because, and especially the part about the Jets' situation right now. Like, is this a good situation for a rookie quarterback to come into and develop? The answer is we don't know. It's not 2017 in Mahomes. It's not. Matt, you know, I'm sorry, but like Mike LaFleur, just because he has the same name as his brother who's done a great job as a Packers head coach, who cares? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, what does that mean? You know, you know, this West Coast offense, okay, but the Mike Kyle Shanahan offense has proven to work, right? Did it, you know, and, and did it work for Sam Darnold in 18? I know they gave up after Jer- on Jeremy Bates after that year, but – uh, yeah, he had some flashes, but you know, it's not like it made him an immediate star in 2018. So, to to definitively say that you know this is this is going to work for Zach Wilson is there are outside factors here with the composition of the Jets roster um, that you have to wonder. You have to wonder, and the pressure is really on Joe Douglas to now. He still has a bunch of picks to build around Wilson. Let's not just because he stayed at two doesn't mean he has no picks to build around this guy. Um, he still has a bunch of picks, so they need like Corey Davis has to. Of course, he had to. You know, we knew he would have to try to live up to his contract. Of course, the the it's a huge. Uh, you know, the onus is on him now to be 
the type of guy that Zach Wilson can depend on, right? And we, you know, to be a number one receiver, which he hasn't been consistently. Um, and so Joe Douglas also has to, you know, some of these other picks, we talked about it, the other first round pick, the other third round pick, these returns on, say, the Jamal Adams trade. The, that, those have to, those picks have to be nailed. It's an even bigger deal now because you have a kid coming in who you need to support much better than they supported Sam Donald. No question about it, and if Zach Wilson is going to be the next quarterback, they're going to have to put pieces around him, which is why I thought it was interesting that Daniel Jeremiah did his latest mock draft and had the Jets picking Aziz Al-Jolari, the edge rusher, as their number 23 overall selection. You would think that the idea would be to use those assets to build around the new quarterback in a way that they didn't do with Sam Darnold. So let's talk about this. You've got Jeremiah's mock draft. Then you've got Adam Schefter, who's over at ESPN, coming out and saying he texted Zach Wilson, welcome to New York. If he's going to come to New York and he's going to be the new quarterback, I like Al Jolari. I'm not saying it would be a bad pick, but it almost feels crazy for the Jets not to draft an offensive lineman or some sort of offensive skill player with that pick, given what we just saw happen to Sam Darnold, right? Well, I think if you look at it, I mean, they feel good about Becton at left tackle, and the major question mark is right tackle, right? So, and they have, you know, significant issues on the interior of, of the line. Um, so, what do you do at, at 23? I think everyone looked at this before and said cornerback, maybe. I'm looking at this Jeremiah mock draft, and it looks like in terms of the cornerbacks, I, I know this is off your point about giving him help, but, um, but at cornerback, he has uh, – Certain going 12. He has J.C. Horn going 13. And J.C. Horn is the guy that everyone kind of looked at and said, oh, you know, maybe he maybe he would be there. Um, the, he's got the, the Vera Tucker kid from USC going 19. He's got Greg Newsom, a cornerback, going 20. So these guys are off the board. He's got Derisaw, the offensive tackle from uh, Virginia Tech, going 21 to the Colts. And, and actually, Caleb Fairley, Farley, um, going 22 to uh, the Titans. So, so in this and the way he has this rolling out, I guess I can kind of understand the projection there because he has some pretty darn good cornerbacks and pretty darn good offensive linemen uh, off the board. The Kevin Jenkins kid from Oklahoma is an offensive tackle. He has him going 24th to the Steelers. So maybe maybe that's, again, sticking to his projection here. Maybe maybe that would have been a projection that I think people would have preferred. Or the you know Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback, 28 to uh, the Saints. So... Yeah, I, I think in a, in a, you look at the centers, Landon Dickerson um, from Alabama. I, I don't he, he's got him going 29 to the Packers. You know, they, they gave McGovern the contract last year that hasn't worked out. Um, they're committed to him this year because of the contract structure. So, yeah, I mean, the, the line is not great, and Joe Douglas has not done a superb job rebuilding this offensive line. And, and yeah, so there are still major concerns there. It's the same thing Daniel Jones has going on with the Giants and the significant concerns on the line. And just like the Jets, they add a so-called number one receiver in Kenny Galladay. So uh, when you have as many holes as these teams have, it's hard to address them all in one off season. But I, yeah, I, I've seen people project Naj- Najee Harris, the, the running back from Alabama. I, I don't know if I would do that at 23. You talk about wanting to get a weapon for Zach Wilson. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if you want to take a running back in the first round. I, I know the Jets have, um, you know, question mark there at, at running back. Um, but it, it's almost like Douglas just has to hope some of these guys, you know, i.e. Chris Herndon mainly, 
can finally turn the corner, right? I mean, like, and, and then Mims takes the next step. And so maybe he looks at it and says, all right, let's just hope that the, the guys we already have and know a little bit about, Herndon, Mims, mainly, young, young players I'm talking about, take that next step, right? And that Davis lives up to the contract. And then maybe they can get away with picking a defensive player at 23. So maybe he looks at it like that, right? I think um, you have to kind of look at the guys on your own roster and, 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 and do a little bit of finger crossing. And that's what they're going to have. That's what they have to do with Mims, who flashed a little bit last year. And that's what they have to do in a big way with Herndon, who just has not, has just not turned the corner the way people thought he would. So I, I yeah, maybe that's the thinking if they go defense at 23, you know, edge rushers is interesting. I mean, they just got Carl Lawson. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, but they do need a freaking pass rush in a big way, right? So, uh, so I, I, I don't know enough about the, the kid from Georgia, um, but obviously there are edge rushers that go higher in this mock draft, right? Rousseau, um, I think Jalen Phillips would have, yeah, he's got Jalen Phillips going at 14. So, yeah, the Jets are not going to necessarily, they're not going to get a top 10 player at 23, right? So they're going to have to make a little bit of a settling type decision. Last order business, Daryl. A new quarterback is coming in here, so it was fun to hear from an old quarterback, and I don't mean old as in he's an old man, but former Jets quarterback, and that is Mark Sanchez. He was on the Pat McAfee show, and he compared Zach Wilson to Brett Favre. Here was his quote. He's the kind of guy who will complete a left-handed pass at some point in his career. He might throw one around his back to the fullback. He's that kind of guy, so it's fun to watch. But for a coordinator, you just have to know what you're signing up for. As soon as that ball snapped, you might not know exactly where it's going, but there's a good chance it's going to go to the right spot. He's not your typical five steps and hitch rhythmic kind of guy. He likes to throw off platform. In some ways, I feel maybe he does it a little too much when he doesn't need to. When the pocket is clean, I don't need you to do anything special. Just give me the routine ground ball and throw it to first base and we're good. So he's saying that Wilson's a little bit of a gunslinger, which to a degree he is, although I think he is actually really, really good in the pocket. But it's fascinating to hear Mark Sanchez talk about this because if anybody would know what it takes to succeed here in New York and the pitfalls of not actually reaching that bar, it's Sanchez because he had the high highs and the low lows. He himself was never all that great, but he was the quarterback when they had their most successful run in a really long time, and then he was also here when things started to crumble. So I thought it was interesting to hear his comments talking about Wilson. I'd like to hear more from him down the line about what he thinks it'll take for Zach Wilson to succeed here both mentally and physically. I think that last point's a great one. And that's exactly what I was thinking of when, when you were bringing up what he said about him as a player. I, I want to hear his opinion on whether he thinks this kid has got, uh, he, who knows? I mean, he doesn't know the guy, the mental makeup and what type of mental makeup it'll take to make it in New York. And, and maybe some things that Mark, um, you know, would have not, I'm sure he's talked about this quite a bit over the years right? because they've had the other young quarterbacks, right? Geno Smith, Ackerberg, mm-hmm. and Sam Darnold, uh, what it would take for, for Zach Wilson to not, you know, have uh, problems. I mean, look, Mark Sanchez, it's not like, you know, I think he, yeah. I mean, would he have done some things differently off the field? Maybe, uh, maybe. Right. I mean, like the reason he didn't work out as a Jets quarterback is because he just wasn't very good. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if there was a lot. I mean, yeah, maybe he mentally, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't an ideal fit, but uh, look, if he had the talent and yeah, I think he would have been, it would have been fine. And I think Jets fans look back, at those teams that made the AFC championship game back to back. Man, 
there's so many, so much talent on those teams. They did the one part right, right? They put the talent around the quarterback. As it turns out, the quarterback just wasn't very good. So they've never quite been able to marry those two things up. What if they had a better quarterback, right? You wonder, could they have made the Super Bowl? Would they have, um, you know, would they have won the Super Bowl? It's, it's possible. A lot of what ifs there. And that's what the Joe Douglas is trying to do with Zach Wilson, who, yeah, I think, look, I mean, you can win as a, gun, a gunslinger type player. You can win as a guy who, who takes risks and kind of freelances. And you're seeing more and more type of quarterbacks that do that. Like Patrick Mahomes, you know, has some wild throws too at, at times, right? So mm-hmm. um, he does a lot of other things well too. You can't just be, and Brett Favre did too. It's not like you can just be a guy out there. <laughs> you know, chucking the ball all over the place. But I think the point that Mark is making there, and I think it's a good one, is the sense of fearlessness, right? Uh, you can't the, you can't be hesitant. Um, there's a fine line, of course, but I think, you know, to have that sense of fearlessness is not necessarily a bad thing because you can maybe, as a coordinator, harness that more than you can teach it, if that makes sense, right? So if you have that, you can kind of dial it back a little bit on a kid. Whereas if you have a kid that's timid, um, maybe it's hard to draw that out of him, um, you know, without getting too much into like the psychoanalysis analysis stuff. Of course, he's going to have to do other things really well to thrive. Decision making and w- limiting turnovers, which is was a big issue for Mark, right? I mean, and a big issue for Sam Darnold too. Mm-hmm. Just the decision making part—that's such a huge hurdle for these guys. So. Um, it's it's an interesting comparison. I don't think he necessarily was saying you know, he's going to be Brett Favre, but I, you know, it was kind of neat to hear him make that comparison. Um, and I think he's speaking as much to, to Wilson's fearlessness as, as anything. So that can play itself out in a number of different ways, right, in the NFL. Um, but I think uh, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing to to have that to have that asset, um, that gunslinger kind of mentality. Um, but it's going to take a lot, as Mark knows, obviously. It's going to take a lot more than just that um, for, for him to thrive here. It's going to take you know, the mental makeup. It's going to take all these things that, that circling back to what Dan Orlovsky said, you know, uh, at the end of this, the thing I wrote, he, he was talking about all, all the off-field assets that some of the great quarterbacks in, in the NFL have a good, a good, very good to young, you know, great young quarterbacks have. He's talking about Mahomes, and he, he said one thing about Josh Allen: his teammates would die for him, um, and he's got this sort of alpha leadership that Patrick Mahomes has. And so, does Zach Wilson have that? I, and we'll see, we'll see. That'll be part of it. The decision making will be part of it. And then, as we've said a million times on here, the people they put around him will be part of it. They did that part with Mark. Um, and as it turned out, Mark just wasn't good enough. If they do that part with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson is good enough, maybe we're sitting here two, three years from now and talking about a Jets team that did that did great things, and uh, Joe Douglas is, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of, of this franchise. <laughs> but we're a long way from from that. That's a Mount Rushmore that needs a lot more faces on it If we're talking about the front office and coaching staff Trust me, players, they've had some good players But they need some help there with the GMs and coaching staff So I'd be very happy to see Joe Douglas's face put on that Mount Rushmore metaphorically Daryl Slater covering the Jets for NJ.com Thanks so much for coming on, really appreciate it Plenty of stuff up at NJ.com Including the Dan Arlovsky bit And you've got a piece that you're working on That Arlovsky commented for That has to do with the Giants But you've got plenty of other Jets stuff up there too So no matter what it is If it's New York football related you got it covered, right Daryl? 
Yep. Yep. Uh, and we have a lot of good giant stuff there that my colleague Zach Rosenblatt does too. So, um, and then just, you know, we, the one thing that uh, kind of tying up a loose end from the trade was uh, what's their salary cap situation right now. I guess they, they, if you look at the effective cap space, they'll have to use for their draft picks. Um, about 15.4 million is what they're looking at in cap space. And as someone noted on Twitter, um, I didn't mention this in there. It kind of goes without saying though, they're going to have to sign a veteran backup probably. So that'll chip away at the 15.4 million in cap space, um, you know, effective cap space that they have right now. And, but they can always look, I mean, I think the, the reader made a good point on Twitter. Yeah. They have to sign a veteran backup and he's like, Oh, well they can make some roster cuts on the line. It's like, I, I don't know. Like, I know Alex Lewis and, and Greg Van Rotten were not great players last year, but I, can you afford to cut those guys? That's another topic for another day. But um, it's, it, you're not going to certainly – signing a veteran back up to one-year deal is not going to eat up all $15.4 million of that effective cap space. So that's their one thing that they're going to have to get done. Maybe that's enough to maybe get Richard Sherman in here on a, on a cheap deal. I mean, I, just, from a, just from a media perspective, I, I think that would be awfully fun, just letting Joe Douglas know. <laughs> that none of us would mind covering Richard Sherman. I remember Richard Sherman when he was at Stanford. I covered a bowl game with him, and he was an awesome quote that I think he was like a receiver in college, but whatever. He had later, maybe at that point he was a cornerback, but he was, he was an awesome quote. It's continued to be so from a selfish standpoint. Please sign Richard Sherman. <laughs> there you go, Daryl Slater stumping for Richard Sherman because he wants some good quotes. And if you want to read some good quotes, make sure that you follow Daryl on Twitter at Daryl Slater and read his work over at NJ.com and check out what we're doing at playlikeajet.com. Luke Grant's got a great article up right now talking about the Joe Douglas presser and what that smile that we all looked at and laughed about could really mean in terms of what the Jets are going to do at number two overall. Pace's Playbook, brand new episode. Kayla Pace has that up on our YouTube channel, breaking down the trade, not just for the Jets and Panthers, but also for Sam Darnold, what it means for him. We've got a brand new episode of Play Like a Jet Live. If you missed it, we ran it with U Stadium, so now you can go and catch it on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe there if you haven't already. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.